Good Tuesday morning, everybody. It is the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. There's actually a day-night doubleheader today, so if you still have time, you should stay home from work and watch the Pirates. I mean, I realize they stink, and the pitchers they're throwing out there today are their two worst pitchers, and the bullpen is coming off of a nightmare. But other than that, you know, I mean, as long as you don't care if they win or not, as long as you're just looking to get some entertainment and watch a baseball game, I would say that today's the day to stay home because you could watch two games. Now, me personally, I'm a little stir-crazy, man. I just got off work, and this overnight stuff is weird, man, because, like, most of the night you're doing rounds, but it's real quiet, and you're just – I sometimes I listen to some podcasts, um, and other times I just zone out. Um, but I haven't fell, fallen asleep yet, so that's good. So you do your rounds every couple hours, make sure nobody fell out of bed (laughs) or like fell in the shower or something. And then uh, come around five o'clock in the morning, things get really busy. You got to see who needs a shower, see who needs assist with getting dressed. Then you got like people ringing their bells. Then you got the nurses coming in and, you know, it's it's a bitch, you know. So it's kind of weird, kind of freaks me out. But um, I do what I can, and I get the hell out of there, you know? So the last couple hours is really the only time that's hectic from, like, 5 to 7. Other than that, you know, you're just there in case somebody needs you. I mean, you're really not doing much overnight in a nursing home. And you know what? I'm down with that, you know what I mean? Like, I do like helping the old older people and keeping them company and, you know, making sure they're okay. Um, but... I'd rather work the third shift. I mean, the second shift, I would never get to watch any baseball games. The first shift is just busy as hell. You got nurses in there. You got doctors coming in. You got aides coming in. It's messed up, man. Like, And you, you get paid less on the first shift, and you do 10 times the work. So you know what? There's not many people that can deal with staying up all night. But it's funny. At this age, I don't have any commitments. You know what I mean? My kids, they don't really want anything to to do with me at this point and my wife she gets home from work from teaching about the same time that I'm getting up you know so I'm sleeping when she leaves for work and I'm getting up when she gets home from work so I mean works for me man so like I said you know I'm partially retired but I got to pay for two kids in college so I needed some money and I think this is a good gig 17 bucks an hour Um, It just gets a little hectic the last couple hours of the night. Um, But anyways, speaking of hectic, that sixth inning was hectic for the Pirates. And, you know, it's funny because Anthony asked me, he's like, would you keep... um," He he asked me and whoever else was on the thread, would you keep um, Helen Keller in for another inning? And I said, I wouldn't if I was the manager. Um, Because I've learned from listening to other managers, if you have someone who's struggling and you're trying to get them on track, you want them to feel good about the outing, you know? Now, I think they left him in because they knew today is a doubleheader and Dwayne Underpants is hurt. Um, I told you guys that, um, actually, I think he's just on the COVID list. Who knows? But I told you guys that the bullpen was outperforming the first couple months of the year. But the manager was also trying to win every game as if it was game seven of the World Series. I'm going to take a hit of my vape. And you just can't do that all year, you know? And that's why 
from a win-loss perspective, they were outperforming their, um, you know, their run differential. And that can only last for a certain period of time. Because if you're using your bullpen like that, and you're using certain guys for three innings, um, like maybe your best guy, you know, um, like Will Crow, for instance. And then the other dude who I also told you guys, the thing you got to watch out for is Dylan Peters is lights out right now. And I said, you got to watch out for two things. Number one, you got to make sure that he can keep doing it, you know, because his lifetime ERA is still a five and he's never done this before. And number two, you got to make sure he's not doing something unusual that's unsustainable and is going to cause him to go on the injured list. And you know what? That's what happened. I mean, I don't know what he was doing to tweak his ball or whatnot. That sounds kind of pervy, but I don't know what he was doing to get that kind of movement and, you know, get all those swings and misses. But it did, in fact, land Dylan Peters on the DL. Um, I told you guys, like, Chris Stratton might wear down. Like, let's see how he does once um, hitting season starts, you know. Uh, let's see how Chase DeJong does once hitting season starts. And Anthony Banda, the guy who self-destructed last night, let's see how he does when hitting season starts. Because between Banda, Crow, Chase DeJong, and um, Dylan Peters, they all had lifetime ERAs in the fives, you know. So they were doing really good, but you were using them up, you know. And now you got Peters on the I.L., Nick Mears is, is going to be on the I.L. for a while. They sent Aaron Fletcher down. Uh, Max Kranich has already gotten his Tommy John surgery. I mean, there is a lot going on, you know. Um, Blake Cedarland has not come back yet. So it is a hot mess right now. You're going to have to rely on Tyler Beatty. And you're going to have to bring a couple guys up. Chase DeJong threw an inning last night. Delo Santos through an inning last night. Um, Hembry is also hurt. I mean, I don't know what the heck they're going to do for this doubleheader. They're in trouble, man. I know that they're bringing up um, an extra catcher. And hopefully Hoy Park can pitch. Let's put it that way. Because <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do when you have Bryce Wilson and um, Brubaker, guys that have been wildly inconsistent this year, and you're praying to God that those guys last seven innings today against a damn good lineup. You know why the lineup looks better is because they got a couple guys back. Um, Tyler O'Neill is a very, very good hitter. They got him back. And that one rookie that really battles you on the at-bats, um, he got a double, a couple doubles last night. He's the one with like the scraggly hair. That dude is a really good hitter. And then you got all the other guys. You know what I mean? You got Goldie. You got the guy they got from Colorado, the third baseman. It is a bastard of a lineup. And then um, one of the guys that was a rookie last year, who I had on my fantasy team last year, and he never did much last year, he's the dude that hit the three-run home run. So even though St. Louis has a lot of young guys, just like the Pirates, their young guys are pretty freaking good, man. I mean, regardless of what the rankings are, you can bet your bottom dollar that the St. Louis Cardinals and the Atlanta Braves 
always have better prospects than the Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't give a good goddamn what those rankings say. Same thing with the um, with the Orioles. You know, they do not produce players at any kind of rate and any kind of like just goodness as teams like the Atlanta Braves, the St. Louis Cardinals, the Cleveland Guardians, and the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, those teams do it right, you know? Like, I don't know who else comes to mind. as far, Those are probably the big four as far as just drafting and just, like, raising them the Cardinal way or the Ray way or whatnot, you know? And then you just get good players. And then the Pirates... They've had 10 years in a row of busted first-round draft picks. You know, and you already got red flags with all three of your draft picks from these last three years. You know Swaggerty's probably hot garbage. But as far as the other guys, um, Quinn Priester's been hurt. You got um, Nick Gonzalez, who was really great at the end of last year. But this year, he's taken a step back, and now he's hurt. He's not seriously hurt, but you know what I mean. Like, you didn't want him to get hurt. You wanted him to improve. He was starting to improve, and then he got hurt. And then Henry Davis is always hurt, you know? So it's like, are any of these guys going to pan out? And it's funny how people are penciling them in. Oh, yeah, I can't wait till Henry Davis comes up. You know, we'll have a catcher. Well, you haven't been able to pencil in any of your first-round picks over the last 10 years. You know, not since Garrett Cole... Have you been able to pencil someone in? I mean, um, Glass, not, yeah, Glass Snow was pretty much garbage. But um, the other guy I'm thinking of, the other guy that's on the Yankees now, um, let's see, it was Cole Italian. Yeah, Jamison Italian. He was pretty good when he came up, but he had a myriad of injuries early and in the middle of his career for the Pittsburgh Pirates um, with two Tommy John surgeries plus recovering from cancer. I guess my point here is you can't count on any of these guys. And I'm listening to um, uh, Stumpy's podcast yesterday, the podcast to be named later. And he's just talking all... Ca- now, I, I, think, I think it's a combination of things. Number one, he's too close to these guys. And he's given these guys way too much of the benefit of the doubt as far as them panning out. And number two... He's either just young or he's full of shit, you know, because he's talking as if we're the Braves, you know, he's like this podcast this past weekend is like, oh, yeah, it worked out for the Braves, you know, I'm sure it's going to work out for us in a couple years. I mean, that is we've been rebuilding for 30 years and only three of those years did it really work out. And then one other year we had a random winning record. So you got those four winning seasons over the course of 30 years and you're gonna look me straight in the eye and tell me that "Eh, it worked out for the Braves I'm sure I'm sure this is all gonna work out for the Pirates (laughs) you know that's what it is and guys on Pirates Twitter now a lot of these guys are younger but guys on Pirates Twitter just like assuming that these guys are gonna pan out and you're penciling them in you don't know if any of these prospects are gonna pan out first of all our two best hitters O'Neill Cruz and um, Lyover Paguero can't field their position, you know? And then our position players, guys like Jared Triolo, we don't know if them dudes are going to hit, you know? We got a good fielder in Swaggerty. We have no idea that guy's going to hit. 
Probably not, though, you know, because he never has really lit it up in the minor leagues. This is what you're dealing with, you know. So I had penciled in a win last night when it was 5 nothing because normally when you get a three-run home run, you win that game. It's just something that – it's just this weird phenomenon that happens. And I'm not talking about like, a, like an 11-10 to 10 game, but just in your standard game, 5-3, 6-4, 7-2, whatever it might be. Um, if you're the team that gets the three-run home run, you win a pretty large percentage of the time. So as soon as Chavis hit that home run, you know, I, I put something on Twitter. I said the NS9 post-game crew is finally going to get to do a win, you know, a, a post-game to a win. Well, I spoke too soon. <laughs> By the time I had done um, some of my coins, shipped out some coins, I came back. No, I looked at my phone before I came back to the TV, and it was 5-5. And the um, Cardinals had a runner on second base. Now, they stranded that runner. Uh, Dylan Carlson was the guy that hit a three-run home run. He was a rookie last year. It's just like these guys that the Cardinals bring up, they know when to bring them up, and they're successful with just a remarkable amount of the time. And the guys that the Pirates bring up, they are successful a remarkable small amount of the time. And it's the same thing with the, um, you know, with the uh, Baltimore Orioles, you know. And it's the same thing with a lot of teams like Kansas City. But, you know, you have these like, I, you have these factories where all of the young guys, you know, or, or neck near, damn near all of the young guys seem to play well in the major leagues, you know, and they know exactly when to bring them up and exactly how to train them. And that's the Cleveland Guardians, who never spend a dime, but have like the sixth best record in the last decade. Think about that, you know. The Cleveland Guardians, now they didn't get a World Series in this decade. They did get a World Series back when they had the Bash Bang, um, the, the Bees. I think the Pirates might have had the Killer Bees, but... Um, back when the Cleveland Indians had a lot of home run hitters, I think that's when they won their last World Series. But they've had a, a hell of a lot of playoff appearances at the Jake just in the last decade because they just keep bringing in great starting pitching, you know, and they'll have just enough hitting in their system to win. Now, it's not the toughest division, but neither is the Pirates division, you know. I mean, nobody's really stepped up in that Cleveland division. The White Sox being good is a pretty new phenomenon. Um, the White Sox did win a World Series back in 2005, but then they were generally bad up until the last few years. And this year, they're actually not really knocking the cover off the ball. Uh, the Minnesota Twins do a good, a good job with not a lot of money in that same division. So, I mean, this is a Midwestern division. Nobody has a lot of money, and it's usually... It's usually been one of those two teams, either the Twins or the Cleveland Indians, Guardians, um, that has really won a lot of games, at least over the last 10, 12 years or so, you know? My point is, you can't count on any of these Pirates prospects, man. And he's talking like, ah, Diego Castillo will be fine. O'Neill Cruz is, you know errors i'm sure he'll work it out he's got long arms <laughs> you know like i don't know what the hell this guy's talking about you know and he's 
he's buddies with all these young guys, you know. He's down there at training camp and spring training and interviewing them. So he's just like a puppet for the players. And I think that's what you see with a lot of these. If you notice during the lockout, a lot of these um, reporters were just like all over the players. You know what I mean? Just like whatever the players wanted, they were just like kissing their asses, you know. Because, I don't know, I guess they feel like they'll get more inside information that way. And that's why I don't do interviews, you know. I don't want to be close with any of these guys um, because I have to be honest, you know. Like, I like Mladinsky, but he's been pretty crappy this year, you know. You know, I love Matt Frazier, but he's been shit in the bed all year, you know. And I love Nick Gonzalez, but you know what? He's not getting it done for a first-round pick this year. And again, the Murfanko guys pointed that out, you know. And I was a little bit skeptical of those guys, but I think they're on to something. It's not the strikeouts for me. It's just the fact that last year he had a 930 ops, and this year he's got like a 249 batting average, you know. So I don't know, man. There are no guarantees with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Let's put it that way. The only thing damn near close to a guarantee is that they're going to have a losing season every year because 26 out of 30 is pretty good, you know. That's like 87% or something like that. So that's like damn near guaranteed, which means you're only going to win 13% of the years. So for Stumpy to come out and just assume that this is going to work out like the Braves and we're going to win a World Series and just have all these great young players... You just can't assume that, man, you know? And somebody had a good point on Twitter last night. They said, you know what? The two best guys right now weren't even drafted and raised in the Pirates' farm system. They were um, the two best hitters. They are Marcano and Captain Jack. And then the best pitcher also was not raised, was not born and raised in the Pirates' farm system. And then the closer also was not born and raised in the Pirates farm system. In fact, they were saying on the Cardinals broadcast last night, because I can't stand listening to the, the homers of the Pirates broadcast. It's just sickening for me. Um, they, they had a good point. You know, they said only 13 out of the Pirates 40-man roster were drafted by the Pirates. And they said twenty, the exact opposite, 27 of the Cardinals were born and raised the Cardinals' way. Most of the guys on the Pirates' 40-man were either picked up off the scrap heap or they were traded for. And that's got to tell you something about drafting and development. And I don't know that it's getting any better. I mean, I don't know why you would think it would get any better just because there's a new general manager because they've gone through lots of general managers. I don't know if you would think it would be that much better because they hired one new development guy. You got to assume it's going to be more of the same. So until Quinn Priester does a damn good bang-up job in the major leagues, nobody's penciling him in. Until Nick Gonzalez, you know, comes up and kicks ass in the major leagues, you can't pencil him in, man. You got just as much shot of like a J. Juan Bay or a Marcano being just as good as second baseman. And Henry Davis, 
is the second Pirates catcher that has been drafted like in the first few picks. And the last guy did nothing, you know? I mean, Henry Davis looks like he can hit the ball, but he's had a problem with getting hurt. He crowds the plate. He gets plunked a lot. Last year he had a problem with his knees or his ankle or something or his back. The point is, you can't count on any of these first-round draft picks for the Pittsburgh Pirates because they're not good at drafting in the first round. And frankly, they're not good at drafting in any of the early rounds. Occasionally, they just get a guy in a later round, you know, that happens to pan out. But you can't say that, you know, like for many guys, you know. Reynolds was traded for. And how many good players do you have, really, you know? Ben Gamble was a scrap heap guy. Um, Okay, so you can say that you, I believe that you drafted and developed Key Brian Hayes. So that's one dude. It's one guy that's doing really well that I can say that they drafted and developed. One guy on their whole team. The Cardinals have like eight of those guys. The Braves have like six of those guys. You know what I mean? So, no. Don't be doing a podcast and saying that, well, it worked out for Atlanta. I'm sure it's going to be fine for the Pittsburgh Pirates. There are no guarantees with the Pittsburgh Pirates because you know that they're trading everybody, you know? And you know that um, they're not going to spend any money to have decent veterans to help these guys learn the Cardinal way or learn the Ray way. Or, you know, it's the players that really help you out. The veteran players really help you out. I mean, if you're coming up as a rookie on St. Louis, like I said, you got that third baseman that they got from Colorado. You got Goldie. You have guys that have been there for a few years now, like Ozzie Albies. You have plenty of talented players that you can lean on. If you come up with the Pittsburgh Pirates... Really, the only guy you have is Brian Reynolds. And he's only been around three years. (laughs) He's probably the longest tenured pirate. (sighs) It's not good, man. And that's the same problem that the Orioles have. Same damn problem, you know? Drafting, developing, coaches. And then when you bring them up, there's no veterans on your team because you traded them all. So, anyways, that's my rant for today, you know? They blew the game last night. The bullpen stinks now. You got a doubleheader today with your two worst starters. And you got a bunch of tired arms. So I don't know how this is going to work out. (laughs) And the Pirates may sweep today. But it also could happen that the the Cardinals score a lot of runs today. Because it's going to be like 98 degrees for game one. And you know the ball flies out of there when it's that warm and humid. Oh, God. There you have it, man. There you have it. That is my after work Pirates rant. Um, We focused on the bullpen today. And we talked a little bit about the seven-game losing streak. And every, every day we try to at least mention once that they've lost 26 out of the last 30 years. Just in case some of your younger guys forget. All right. Well, enjoy the games. I'm going to I'm going to be able to watch the um second game but I'm going to be sleeping through the first game. You can bet your bottom dollar on it cuz I am tired as 
AF. <sighs> As you can tell, man, I'm falling asleep right here in the backyard in my um in my beach chair. I am tired AF and I'm about to head in. Peace out.